Jack Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. With me as always is Nick. Nick. As, as always. As Nick. always. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. We usually start with our weekends, but we had our Christmas party uh, uh, last, last weekend. Yes. This past weekend. And uh, I just want to talk to you for a second. You. Uh-oh. You, you, you know who you are. Uh-oh. Um, you. you know, I'm, I was particularly disappointed that you weren't there. You know who you, who you are. I know you're listening. I got all, all the data and the analytics right here at my fingertips. Um, I know you're listening. I know you have been listening. I know you've known about this party for a while. I'm particularly disappointed that you weren't there. I mean, we had, we had two big bowls of tater tots. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking about um, uh, the, the, the mushy Sonic tater tots or the school lunch tater tots. I'm talking about big, two big bowls of crisp, perfectly baked tater tots. And wings. Not to mention the wings. We had <laughs> hot wings and we had barbecue wings. Of course, the barbecue wings don't go as far as the hot wings go. I mean, I, I can tear up some hot wings, but I'm not a big fan of barbecue wings. But we put that there for you. Yep. We put that there for you. It was there. We had Brass Company come out. Brass yep. Company came out and rocked the house. They were there. They were there. I, I even took some pictures with them, mm. with the band. Madman was there. I was there. I hate people. I particularly hate crowds. I was there. So I don't want your excuses. Oh, it was so cold. Oh, parking downtown's a nightmare. Oh, that street was under construction. I don't want to hear your excuses. The parking lot was open. Yeah. I parked there. I parked right next to you. No problemo. I literally parked right next to your car. I'm going to put some stuff on your car before I left. Promo material. Oh, I'd kill you, dude. Anyway, it was a good party. It was a good night. I was particularly disappointed that you weren't there. I mean, I cleaned my ears extra good. You know, I put on my fanciest underwear. I mean, I thought you and I, I thought, I thought you and I could have, Anyway, I don't think been something, man. Come I don't on. know. I guess that's not going to happen now. Could have been magical. But we had a killer party. No, nah, it was super fun. Yeah, it we was, had a killer party fun. down at Spencer Devon. Uh, thank you to those who who came out. We really appreciate you supporting us, uh, supporting local uh, arts and entertainment uh, here in Fredericksburg, um, because we love doing this and uh, we'd like to get paid for it. patreoncom radio. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so you liked the party, right? You were you were you didn't see the band. No, nah, I came. You came when Dren was spinning. Yeah, Dren was spinning. I had the uh, Kaiser Permanente doctor's office. I did their Christmas party. Gave away some gifts to some kids and uh, the Grizzlies basketball game. We crushed them by like twenty. So, nice. so all in all, yeah, pretty good. You know, just running around there like crazy person. But and that's why also if you didn't make it, that, I went to two events before this event and still made it. So. Right, <laughs> you know, obviously you could probably you could Nick probably made it a second to me. Oh, I mean, it was from seven till twelve, so yeah, it was plenty of time. You even had plenty of time. You were late, like you could have been late, or even if you worked, no one's job ends at twelve, or maybe some people's do. I don't know. I don't know how normal people have work. I'm, I'm, I'm busting your chops. No, I, know, <laughs> I was too. That's why I was just, just shameless, shaming people. Shame, shame, shame. shame. You should have been there. <laughs> What else we got? Uh, yeah, I wanted to take a moment and uh, welcome all our new subscribers. Um, hello, welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. Thank you for your new subscribers. Uh, last week I put out the video uh, Pigeons with Cowboy Hats, and I got to tell you guys, I love you so much for making that the most viewed video on my channel because I was so sick of being that uh, that Nightwing sexy butt guy. Because before, before this uh, uh, Pigeons with Cowboy Hats uh, video, my most viewed video was a, a, a video about me talking about Nightwing sexy butt. And so I'm glad for get out from under that stigma that uh, that uh, Pigeons with Cowboy Hats video has over 3,000 views. Thank you. I uh, got a bunch of new subscribers this week because of it. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Nick was pretty hilarious in that, I must say. It was facts, I believe. I did watch that again. Also, shout out to the lady from Home Alone yeah. who uh, really made all that happen. Yeah, made it all happen. <laughs> I love the picture at the end. It just it puts it all together. Yeah, absolutely ties it all together. <laughs> Make sure you guys check that out. Madman, the word Mad- lowercase. Yep, or just search Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube, and you'll probably find us. You'll- yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, thank you. I don't, I'm sick of being the Nightwing's butt guy. Um, in other news about Shock Monkey Radio, today is our last show of uh, 2019. <laughs> so um, I just I want to we, we want to go over a bunch of uh, Christmas themed stuff, holiday stuff. Uh, to you know, because we got Christmas coming up, and I don't know about you, but I like I like the season. Just like the, the season. I like this. I like this season. Yeah. And so uh, we're gonna be talking about that since this is gonna be the last show of Shock Monkey Radios until 2020, the year of Trump. Whoa. All right. So I'm gonna go into this first topic here. Um, when did wanting to become a dentist become code for being gay or trans? Uh, a lot of people are talking about this uh, stop motion movie, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, yeah. and how it's like always been about uh, being gay or queer or something like that. And you think so? Yeah, I under I I did read that on your thing, and yeah. I do. It did make me think that that one elf wanted to be a dentist, but I never got a gay vibe from it. No, I mean I've seen that I've seen that film year after year after year for yeah, many years, thousands of times. Yeah, multiple. It well, wasn't yeah. it wasn't until like I guess I was a teenager and we started making all those jokes and stuff like that. And uh, he's probably gay because you want to be a dentist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get a doctor and something. Loser. Anyway, I just. I just don't understand. I think that that movie is about misfits. It's about uh, even misfits can find a place in this world. Plus, wasn't that thing made in like the 60s? Yeah. You know, wasn't everybody high out of their mind during the 60s? Because you watch that movie now and it looks like somebody who was writing it was high out of their mind. It's made out of clay. And there's it's an like abominable s- snowman that just comes in randomly. Yeah, and the dude that licks the axe and you know, yeah. always licking his own tool. Hell yeah. yeah. Those people were getting high, making fucking fun stuff. Stop trying to make it gay, man. <laughs> Being high doesn't make you gay. <laughs> it makes you think that stuff is fun. But that's what I think. It's about being a misfit. It's not necessarily about being gay or queer. That's Rudolph 100%. The song is about that. It's yeah. like, oh, he was the left out, and then he becomes the hero. It's the oldest story in the book, literally, of like... Well, he's the hero until he, he was mocked until he was needed. But that's what I mean. And then he saved the day. Come, oh, make fun of the guy, the bad guy. You make fun of him, and then all of, he's the hero. And But, that's, next, but next, next, uh, next Christmas, uh, when it's not foggy, and they're like, we don't really need... You know, Donner and Blitzen, they're sitting there and we don't really need him. You're kind of like really, the people see you in the sky and shit, you know, now with radars and Yeah, stuff. you know, you're going to get shot down. You know, this yeah. is this is Santa's sleigh, not an F4 Phantom. Yeah. You know. It was good for the one Christmas in 1960. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I can believe that that little blonde elf uh, that wanted to be a dentist is probably gay. All right. <laughs> but who am I to judge? All right. I would totally make room for him here on the Island of Misfit Toys. But after a couple of weeks, and he hasn't enrolled in pre-med or some dental tech trade school, but still loves looking in people's mouths, then you have a problem, right? Let me stick my finger in your mouth. Yeah, you just have a lazy guy with a fetish at that point. All those toys are pointed. (laughs) (sighs) A weird dude. I mean, it's funny, though, that people go as far as to put tags on cartoons. Like, you you know this is not a real person or a real right. story, this, right? This is a claymation made in the 60s. And then you're like, you know what? The backstory is, I think he's homosexual. Like, I don't think there was a backstory. I think the elf in him just be, making toys and being part of Santa Claus was fantasy enough. You had to put a real title. Oh, nope. His sexual preference, though. You're like, his sexual, the elf? Right. How old do you even know if he's a kid or like an elf or like it was made for children? You think that they were like they're not reading that deeply into it? Yeah, it's I like, just made this. It was an elf, dude. It's like the SpongeBob thing where people are like SpongeBob and oh Patrick, Patrick yeah. are gay, and I'm just like it's do it's you, about a sponge who lives under the, the bikini atoll, and they yeah, a bunch of mutant creatures. It's a down there. joke about the atomic bomb being yeah. blown off, and now there's you know that's a big thing most people don't get is like the yeah. the first plate we blew up underwater with an atomic bomb was called bikini something bikini atoll. Yeah, bikini atoll. So yeah, oh bikini bottom with the talking sponge and live. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, because just like the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Right. Yeah. The 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 mutation hit. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Matt Murdock in the eyes blinded him, <laughs> and then it ran down in the down sewers, the sewers and mutated a couple turtles. turtles. Right, but you, that is, that's the backstory. The backstory for the elf is 
he's a fucking elf, man, in fairy tale land, working for Santa Claus with some fucking reindeer that's got a light bulb for a nose. Yeah. What kind of undertone you think was you think they were making sexual undertones in this movie? Sexual sexuality metaphors. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he was gay. That's why he wanted to be a dentist, because he was gay. Every dentist I've met is gay. And he who, didn't want to be a real no boy sense. or like not an elf or like, you know. <laughs> I'm a slave who makes fucking toys for Santa Claus all year long. Yeah. Do they get paid? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't do they get gifts? He's always wearing the red, you know. I'm starting to think he might be like a socialist or something right. like that. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what the pay scale is. I don't think the reindeers get get properly, you know, walked in, in out time either. So You think they get all like uh like come June they're all emaciated and real thin and it's like I don't need to fatten you up until November. Not until you need to fly. Yeah, Rudolph's got a fucking light bulb for her nose. You don't think Pete is coming in on that, dude? Come on. <laughs> We gotta keep it real, you know. Keep these stories real with real backgrounds. <laughs> I don't know if maybe the ACLU will like back up the. Uh... Well, what's Santa though? Is he employing is Chick Fil A going to boycott him because he's hiring gay employees? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the commercial. I thought I thought Santa loved Chick Fil A. <laughs> People gonna start boycotting Santa? Yeah, because he likes gays. So starting with Chick Fil A. Shout out Chick Fil A for never giving us a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Is um, those our favorite Christmas movies, yeah. you know, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to let you ruin Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer nah, dude, you by can't trying to make, yeah, by trying to make it all about your gay and gayness. It was uh, made out of clay, not gay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you want to think that for, for your sake of relating to a character in a, a, a show, that's fine. That's fine. If you want to think it's like, he really wants to leave because he can't be gay at the North Pole. And it's like, okay, if you identify with that character that way, that's fine, but that's not what the whole movie is about. He didn't want to be an elf, though. He didn't, like, that was... You can't stop being an elf! But here's the thing. Once you're an elf, you got to stay an elf. Being an elf, and not to offend anybody, but, like, being an elf is probably one of the gayest things you could do. You're like, hey, I got to wear a little green outfit and a hat, and I got pointy ears, and we get the joy and glitter everything. That seems like 100% like a gay club. Yeah, you didn't want to be there. Rap, Everybody's throwing get, glitter like, and wrapping paper and, and bows, yeah. toys and joy and every ha- think, happy. Woo. Yeah, wouldn't he be happy there if, doof, you were, doof, if he doof. were gay? Yeah, you just hear the techno playing in the background while they're all making <laughs> toys, and some of the elves are just wearing suspenders and no, you know, no shirt with just the suspenders and the what pants. Was that? Was, uh, have you seen Fred Claus? That was since we're talking about since we're talking about uh, Christmas movies. Right. Uh, but in Fred Claus, ludicrous is the deep. There's a bar. All right, we're in Santa's workshop where the elves go like after work and stuff. There's a couple scenes that take place in this bar. Uh, and I'm just thinking about what it's like in that bar after the shifts change, you know? Everyone's got glitter in their pockets. Yeah, it's, just, it's raining, man. Yeah, it's Hallelujah. <laughs> Everyone's got high-pitched voices. Dude, that's got to be, <laughs> if you think about it, you know, not, not to stereotype, but maybe one of the gayest things you could do. It would be the, <laughs> be an elf. There. <laughs> I want to go be a dentist. He's like, he might be the masculine. Like, So that's the argument. Is that what's, the, what's that guy's name? Herman or something like that? Oh, I have no idea yeah. off the top of my head. So if, if he were gay, I think he would have been perfectly happy at the North Pole. Hell yeah. And Glitter! So think, <laughs> Glitter and rapid paper, girl. It's magic all over every year. We got a list who's naughty. <laughs> all right, let's uh, take a pause from our homophobia for the video. Yep. We got to do this from time to time, ladies and gentlemen. We got to stop the video and start it again because we don't know what part this computer's going to crash on us. Only for the end of this season. Check out season three. We'll yeah, have we'll some see. new stuff. Hopefully, we'll have some <laughs> stuff by then. Come on, Santa Claus, bring me that. No, I'm going to get new oh, season made, January 7th. Yeah, we just made a fun of all the elves. They're going to. I'm not going to get any Christmas presents. I'm going to get nothing right. but coal. They're going to give us a camera made out of wood. <laughs> Rainbow wood. This is gonna be a rainbow camera. Anyway, all that's gay. So uh, let's talk more about uh, Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Die Hard. Oh, you like Die Hard? Definitely Christmas? a Christmas movie. People argue about this. People are like, "That's not a Christmas movie." Some people are like, "Yes, definitely a Christmas movie." Movie, and I'm on the latter team. It is definitely a Christmas movie because uh, what's his name, McLean, dressing up a dead guy in a Santa hat and writing on lipstick. I have a mach- now. I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. 
that's that made it a Christmas movie. Right. All right. If he didn't do that, if he didn't mess with a dead body in a slightly creepy way, it would have been say it, you could have say that it's just an inc- it's incidental that it took place at Christmas at right. a Christmas party. But because of that scene, I'm sorry, it's a Christmas movie, yeah. and it's one of the best Christmas movies. It's Die Hard. All right, it's Die Hard. It is the it's, it's the the Bruce Willis. What do they call it? The the gold standard of action movies. So it's definitely a Christmas movie, and there's, and you don't even have to wait till Christmas to watch it. You can watch it all year long. It's just, it's just, oh, it just happens to take place at Christmas in June. Right. When, when you watch it in June. Right. Mm. Beer. Um, but it's definitely not my favorite Christmas movie. <coughs> it's definitely not my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> my favorite Christmas movie is Scrooged. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Murray at his zenith. At his best, ranting and being awesome, generally being awesome. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of hilarious bits in that movie. Um, uh, Carol Kane, you know, beating the crap out of him. That that was hilarious. But my favorite scene in Scrooged is a very, it's a very brief scene, and it happens when he goes to the home, homeless shelter looking for Claire. All right, these three these three homeless people come up to him. Call him Dick. Dick, oh, you got to meet Dick. You got to meet Dick. And he goes, here, have a drink for us, Dick. Have a drink for us. And he's like, and he pretends to drink with them. They're like, oh, he knows how to live. And then he says, why do you keep calling me Dick? And then Herman, I think that guy's definitely named Herman. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Herman says, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Burton. We probably don't know you well enough. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Sorry, Mr. Burton. They thought he was Dick Burton. They thought Bill Murray was Dick Burton. And that in itself is hilarious. Okay. Because go look at pictures of Dick Burton. And you're like, yeah, you can reasonably make that mistake, especially right. if you were drunk. <laughs> you know? And then he says, uh, I'm sorry, we probably don't know you well enough to call you Dick, Mr. Burton. But we figured after The Exorcist 2 and Night of the Iguana, you know, we thought we had something special going. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Two Dick Burton movies, by the way. Right. <laughs> Just I want to know this guy's story. Herman's story. is like, what, did you work with him on Exorcist 2 and <laughs> Night of the Iguana? It's crazy homeless person. That's like, so <laughs> What's his he story? Knows. Why does he think this? And so they go, can you just do us a favor, do a couple of lines from Hamlet? And Bill Murray just goes off and just, ooh, ooh, just this fake language. And ends it with, like, I swear, by the F, I swear. And they're just like, oh, my God, Dick Burton doing some Hamlet. Beautiful. And he screamed at now beat it before I beat you. And this is what I love about Bill Murray's character in Scrooged, is because in that moment, you see that he is definitely a dick, all right? But he's having fun with the fact that he's a dick. And so when he does the flip at the end of the movie, you see he still has that kind of playful angle. It's like even when he's screaming at people and being just the most horrible person you've ever met, it's like there's a sense of humor to it that if if for any reason other at all is just to entertain him. Right. You know? That's but, how most dicks are, though, in real yes. life. Where you're like, ah, I, said, I thought it was funny. Everyone else is like, dude, that was super offensive. You're like, but it was kind of funny, though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's being it, it 100% the metaphor in that is perfect. Well, that's what I love about uh, him as a character is that you saw that there were, there were flashes of that playful nature mm-hmm. uh, to him. And then when he flips, he comes out of the ele- elevator and Elliot Laudermilk is there to murder him. All right. He just starts playing with him, you know, right. like blowing on his belly. And <laughs> yeah, they did. I just saw the the newer one that had the Jim Carrey. It's animated, but Jim Carrey like does the the role. But they do the dick scene in that too. But it doesn't look like Jim Carrey. Obviously, it's a cartoon. Like, well, you know, those like I'm animated... sure they probably draw, draw him to to look like Jim Carrey. Kind of, but you know, like like the like it's like a it's like a story and just a thing where you can't. I don't I don't think you could tell and like, like the voice maybe or may, I don't know. Man. I didn't I didn't put it together. I just saw it. it says Jim Carrey was in the movie and I was like oh didn't see him because it was a fucking cartoon. But I do get it. But they did do the dick scene in that too, which is funny. Richard Burton. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. Kind of, like the way they draw the character still is similar to Bill Bill Murray's character in the original one. And, and I don't think anyone else could have done that scene better. No, he's perfect on that, and that's also like his second time travelish movie. Was, you know where he did the uh, Groundhog's Day, where it's like right, the same right. day over and over, and then that one's kind of like he plays that he plays that role really well with like. 
Yeah, being a cynical being, yeah, jackass. Weird, yeah, jackass. Asshole, and then yeah. like, yeah, and then magic happening and then, and then you still kind of nice fight guy. it, kinda, yeah, yeah, and then you end up doing it, but it was definitely good. Because yeah, definitely at the good. beginning of the Christmas one too, he's he's trying to fight it the whole time and then he buys into it after yeah. that. He's like, Fuck it, uh, I've seen what's happening, like just let it be over. I'll listen. <laughs> Uh, let's go on to another one of my favorites is A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I think that this movie is far and far, far, far more relevant these days than it used to be is because it takes place in that uh, era, that pre-internet era, where you entertained yourself by sticking your tongue to frozen poles. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, and uh, having getting a BB gun was the best Christmas gift, gift ever. Also, with the kids, though, that era of the that eighties era that we kind of grew up in at the end of, which is like pushing the kid down the slide. You, oh, what did yeah. you want? <laughs> you just what? It was a lot more uh, acceptable back then. Just oh, like yeah. kids were kids to yeah. everybody. It was just a thing. The little monkeys you threw around. Yeah, just yeah, I go down the slide. Whatever, kid. You yeah. know, you got you, you asked for your wish. Yeah, he asked for your wish. I'm scared. He's like, yeah, well, I'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> ho ho. Yeah, you know how much trouble you get in pushing a kid down the slide. <laughs> right. These days, as as a With mall these... employee. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole idea they 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 just put the kids in this line and they went off and did their shopping. Right. That was real life then. Yeah, that's what it was like back then. Yeah. And that's why I love those movies. Is because a lot of kids coming up these days have no idea what it was like before the internet. Right. All right. Yeah, and everybody babying there. Oh, can't do that. Don't push kids exactly. in the side. Exactly. And I was like, when's the last time you saw two eight-year-old boys fighting in the front lawn? You know? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're going to do it anyway. Oh, uh, man. What other good Christmas movies? Um, Gremlins. Mm. Gremlins is such a great and excellent Christmas movie. I cannot... Recommended enough. Um, it's kind of it's got the perfect balance between cute, stupid, and violent. Uh, minus one very macabre scene. I don't know if you remember Phoebe Cates telling the story about how her dad uh, dressed up as Santa and went down the chimney with a bunch of presents, ended up getting stuck and dying. Oh shit! Do you remember that scene? No, a lot of people that. blocked it out. Okay, yeah. for this, you know, to save on therapy bills. Yeah, and so she tells this story about how. Uh, how this happened to her dad. Her dad died and she became like a Jehovah's Witness or something. And so she hates Christmas. Right. And so, um, barring that, you know, it's Gremlins is a pretty great Christmas movie because all this murdering and stuff like that, the people murdering right. <laughs> Gremlins, Gremlins murdering people, all takes place upon the backdrop of a beautiful Christmas night in a small town in life in a northern town. I think it's PG also, right? What in the world? What is that about? That was weird. Anyway, silence your cell phone, please. I was going to say, use your <laughs> cell phone on, on your show. It's your show. Though. You can do whatever you want it, to. I guess you planned this. Shock Monkey Radio is <laughs> listening at your own discretion. I don't know if we have the rights to that music. Yeah, so. I love it. We don't. That's why, I turned, that's why I turned it off. We didn't play enough of it to get it cut. Uh, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I think I covered all my favorites. I mean, I liked Home Alone. Obviously, I'm going to make that joke. That is, as as a kid, that was a cool movie just based off of the fact that I think it would be cool to set up booby traps in your house. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing. Like, they never worked. You know how many times you've tried to set up booby traps and they're like, they never worked as good as those. So I I had one that worked pretty good. The the problem would be, though, is that you'd grow up to be the saw jigsaw killer, you know, because people... (laughs) Setting mazes in your house for people to break it. <laughs> you could have just called the cops and been like, "Yo, yeah, someone plans on breaking in my house." You're like, mm, I'm gonna "Set up all these no, fucking in, traps in, in here." Instead, Kevin McAllister says, "Wet bandits. I yeah. want. I want to play a game." Yeah. Do you want to come to the house? Hold on. <laughs> you could have called the fucking cops or called your parents at some point. You fucking went grocery shopping and shit. You're right. Poke a lot of holes in that one. That's well, there's a ton of the the Santa Claus though. I like that one too with Tim Allen. Oh, are you serious? When I was a kid, I mean, now I don't like it, but when I was a kid, that was a cool, that was a cool concept to me to think like that you could like maybe there was a real North Pole or something. Like the the way they showed it was like baller too. Like when you see it in like. Rudolph and stuff It's like Egloobs And like stupid Like little things yeah. And then you've seen it It was all like Fucking fancy And you're like That would be a cool Fucking place to hang out Like I'm not saying it would It, it wouldn't be a bad gig Alright 
But what I'm saying is I don't like the way the procedure of passing down the mantle of Santa Claus. I think that legally that is re- unreliable. It's as stupid as Green Lantern selection. They don't, yeah, I was going to say, dude, the concept is not good. I mean, as a kid, it was cool. To it, and and, and additionally, I'm pretty sure that the guy who wrote that movie had just finished reading Piers Anthony's On a Pale Horse. All right, because it begins the exact same way as On a Pale Horse. Right. Is that Piers Anthony? I don't know. But I know that, all, I mean, all Christmas movies you can poke holes in because it's about a fucking, I don't, 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 not spoiler alert for anybody, just in case you listen and turn off your radios, but like about a fantasy fucking idea. So in case you didn't know, I mean, maybe it's, it might be real, but well, um, it's about a fantasy idea. All of them are. Also, I wanted to tell you something funny real quick about the Gremlins thing, because there's a guy who owns a little convenience store by where I live at, and he's an Asian guy, and he had the long beard. And he asked me if I need anything else. And I was like, yeah, can I buy a gremlin? And I was just like laughing at my buddy. And he heard me and he knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about. (laughs) And the way he was looking at me was like the most awkward thing. He was like, what? And I was like, never mind. I didn't know you'd seen the movie. You you clearly seen the movie. (laughs) You you asked for the wrong thing. You need to ask for a mogwai. (laughs) If you'd said Mogwai, they would know what you're talking is, about. You need anything else? Or, yeah, can I get a gremlin? <laughs> you know, like laughing at my buddy, and then he's like but, staring at me. And then you, you know, if you're even but laughing, if you, and then you're like, here's the thing, though. If you have a Mogwai and you follow the rules, you'll never know what gremlins are. Yeah, don't feed them after a minute. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it was just stupid. But yeah, those, are, I mean, those were two that I don't, I guess there's not, there's not a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of like newer Christmas movies. And I don't think there's really a lot of, oh, Elf. Elf, Elf is, is a, funny. Is a newer classic. I I like Elf. I like Will Ferrell. It is one of those overly though comedic things where it's like over like dramatic. Well, it the, is a Will Ferrell movie with the Jim Carrey kind of does it too in some of them where it's like yeah. or Adam Sandler where they're kind of like not doing their comedy where they're kind of whoop da da and you're like. Thanks for making, you know, I get it. You know, I get the jokes. Uh, this, you like my Hanukkah story. Yeah, it's the character you're playing. I get it. So it's like, you know, overly done. Elf was kind of like that. I think yeah, girls, Um, I know my girl 100% wants to watch Love Actually, which is the worst fucking Christmas movie I've ever seen. But, I mean, I guess it's relevant. But I don't like it because it's fucking English people, you buttertooth Brits. Get off my TV. <laughs> So I'm 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 a I'm a fan of the Brits right now. They did a very good thing over this election. I'm proud of you, UK. If you go to my Facebook page, search Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook, you can see I posted a video show called "God Save the Queen." I'm very proud of you. Did you? Yeah, very proud of you. Aren't UK. they having like a horrible decision about how they're no. like running their their like wow their little countries yeah. together or something? Yeah, yeah, they have all sorts of They dis- have, like, they, they, they have made a thing where they, Scotland, someone wanted yeah. to separate and Wales they, they and messed Scotland, up yeah. their whole fucking, like, their whole thing. Yeah, they, the United Kingdom doesn't necessarily want to be united anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But they have made this uh, wonderful right turn over there across the pond, and uh, I think they're actually going to leave the EU, and their economy's going to be booming very soon. As a matter of fact, I believe yesterday their stock market spiked after yeah. the election. So yeah. congratulations, UK. It's good. Get off of our TVs. <laughs> Nick is Stay ve- in politics. Nick is very mad about Down- Downton Abbey. I'm still mad about the revolution. Oh, still the mad about that? The Revolutionary War, yeah. The, the Boston yeah. Massacre. Fucking taxing us without representation and shit. The, the Stamp Act? Yeah. Can you believe these sons of bitches? Motherfuckers still, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get off on that. I didn't forget. We don't forget. <laughs> I'm still mad about the Stamp Act, huh? Yeah. I got a little section set aside here for Nick's picks. You got anything? I did. Um, shout out my man Peters. Uh, he plays for the Baltimore Ravens. I caught a great picture of him on the television. He jumped into the crowd after getting an interception, and it was a game winner. The game was not over. He jumps into the crowd and grabs somebody's beer and gets a I did great, see that, yeah. Did you see the picture I posted? Yeah. It's mad funny because the picture I got has got a lady with her middle finger just in the corner nice. where she was pissed. But he's drinking the beer, and I posted this because I didn't think anybody saw it because it was just right before the commercial. Like, they only showed it for a second because right. nobody mentioned the, what he did. But I was like, that fool just grabbed someone's beer 
and chugged, chugged it. it. Yeah. And I got a perfect picture of it. And then I was like, this fool's getting fined. And shout out to him getting fined fourteen thousand dollars for that. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, I would love him to be on my team, man. Anybody who jumps to the crowd to have a little beer before the game. It was one Why minute not? left. It was the you know, it was the game ending play where they like they just go and kneel down after, but he didn't wait and Damn. jumped with helmet on and everything. It's just God. a perfect fucking chug. See, I I played softball while drinking beer once, and I felt like I was going to barf up foam. I couldn't imagine drinking beer before basketball where you're constantly running. He was playing football. Football? Yeah. He's still constantly running. But, yeah, that. but, I mean, he it was – he got an interception, and then Why game was know? over kind of where he jumped into the crowd. And it's funny because they were at the opposite team's home. So he jumped into the crowd near one of his guys – Drink his beer, but you can see the yeah, lady. Think you are home team. Flicking him here, off, and the beer. guy next to him looks super pissed. That his his one fan that's in there that yeah. he's drinking his beer looks happy. Yeah, you rich ass, better buy me another beer. But it was just yeah, it was just <laughs> so funny. I'm like one yeah. There's no way you asked for that. The guy didn't. No, you jumped in the crowd and grabbed someone's beer and just drank it, stone cold Steve Austin style. <laughs> Fucking through your face mask with your helmet on. Wow. There's one minute left in the game. They have to go finish the game. Like, the yeah. game's not over, my man. <laughs> they, stopped, they stopped serving beer at that point? Yeah, right? <laughs> that. I just like, you know, like, what are you doing? The game is not over, man. Getting wow. fined for that. So, super fine on there. Um, there was something else, and now I forgot completely what I wanted to say. See, this is what? why I make notes. I do too, but I usually have mental notes, man. They be in my head. They seem very oh, reliable. I wanted to, yeah, they are, man. I do them all the time. I killed it. Um, but the other one is on on a crazy note. On a, I guess a good slash bad note. There was a phone call to um, to the Washington police, and the lady was like, the girl on the phone was like, "I need a pizza," and they're like, "Dude, you don't come here. Yeah, and I heard pizzas." About, yeah. And they were like, she was like, no, 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 you don't understand what I'm saying. And he was like, oh, I get it. And then he understood, like, she was asking for it help. It was like a her domestic mom's violence. boyfriend, yeah, yeah was beating, was beating her yeah. up, beating up her, her mom. Which was very smart on her part. And she didn't want Very wanna... smart on the dispatcher's part. Yeah, he. it took him a second, and I, I saw the video of him saying it, because he was like, at first I was like, dude, this is not... Yeah. This is not real. And he was like, most people, he's like, most of the people told me, like, nah, they'd have got off the phone. Yeah, and he was like, up, he yeah. didn't understand. And then he was like, I've seen this on Facebook live before. And he's yeah. like, I never thought the like real life like this was like a real thing. And he's like, and they, they realized, and they were yeah. in, they were she able was speaking to speaking in code, saying like, I want to order pizza. And he's saying, um, is there something like, going you on know there? There's nine. She's like, yeah, and pepperoni. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, is there something going on there? And he's like, yeah. It's like, uh, is there some sort of domestic situation? Yes. Uh, make it a large. Well, yeah. So she's speaking in code and agreeing with him. Well, yeah, no, because yeah. they said they asked questions. But what she said was, I need a pizza. I want a pizza to here. And she gave him his address. And he was like, you know you called 911 to right. order a pizza. And she was like, yeah. And he was like, you don't call 911 yeah. to order a pizza. And she was like, no, 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 you don't understand. And yeah. then he was like, oh, oh yeah. I get it. <laughs> it was just, It's a very cool story. Very cool. Yeah, it was cool to just like, you know, to, to hear, to see one of them in real life, which is why it's funny too, because you do see stuff like that on the Facebook and, and yeah. you're like, if you're ever in trouble, this is what you should do, blah, blah. Right. And he's like, but I mean, that, that was cool that he, at least he got it and they got some yeah. help. So that's know, good. Absolutely. Positive story. Yeah. Uh, let's do a pause before we get into the news for no one. What do you say? All right. All right, here we go. You ready to get the news worth knowing? Yes. Excellent. So uh, Mariah Carey didn't leave a tip following a $500 meal. All right. Oh. Uh, Mariah Carey and her team worked up quite an appetite when the diva played the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey on her All I Want for Christmas is You tour. She's still singing that song? Oh, yeah. They love it. Oh, my God. I play that shit when I DJ Christmas parties. Oh, for God's sakes. Anyway, the only one that's worse is, uh, what's that, the Wham song? Last Christmas I gave you... I don't, some of them make me so mad. Anyway, Spy said a production assistant from her tour was dispatched to Robert's Steakhouse in the hotel to pick up nearly $500 in takeout the same night Carrie performed. Said a spy, uh, Chef Will Sarvisi, I hope I said that right, prepared the meal with extra attention to make sure that uh, everything was perfect for the notoriously finicky pop star who performed her Christmas show at the Hard Rock where the top-tier restaurant is located. According to this, the receipt, the order included lobster tail, strip steak, roast chicken, salmon, crab cakes, pasta dishes, salads, and spinach. Mm. 
but a source said um, some servers rolled their eyes when the staffer handed over $500 in cash for the meal, totaling four hundred ninety-three sixty-seven, but took back the $6.33 wow. in change and didn't leave a tip. Either way, Carrie performed at the sold-out show, which included Stockton University's highest uh, praise gospel choir. Uh, Carrie's twins, Mo- uh, Moroccan and Monroe, also made an appearance to perform Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I can't believe she's still singing the same damn songs. I can. You don't got that news. Was that a biggest hit or something? That's a huge hit. That's like the number one Christmas song of all time. Yeah, You're going to keep singing that shit until you die. And then they're still going to play it. It's a fucking dude. You're never going to get rid of that. Makes me feel, until we die, that song will be on the radio that, every Christmas. That makes me feel sorry for her um, until I realized you know, she didn't tip somebody. And that's just. No, that's a dick move. I mean, why would you spend that? Well, how are you going to spend 500 And why? You took the $6 back? Right. Damn, that's somebody else. I mean, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's, that's this assistant or whatever. I was about to say, just, somebody yeah. was like, I didn't get the real check. I got a fucking, I can't. <laughs> no but, Christmas bonus for me. I'm taking this. That is seven bucks, dude. That's fucked up. I mean, you should always tip your your servers and your Absolutely. waiters. It's just like that is that's literally their job. That's the point of the whole. That's why they do it. <laughs> the whole interaction. Well, yeah. I mean, they do it to get money, but also like you do get your service. Like mm-hmm. it makes. I hate that people go and they act all like it makes you feel entitled. Like this is my server and this is my service and. I'm making you earn your tip or something. You're like, right. dude, I my job is to take your order and bring you food. That is, you want me to jump through hoops and shit while I'm standing here? That's why I was a horrible server when I was 18, dude. Horrible. <laughs> did not care. Notice also, you're not in that business anymore. No, did not last long. They did not. People, it's funny because the uh, the girls that worked at the uh, the seating table, they were like, most people. Um, request to sit at tables they're like people come in here sometimes to request not to sit at your tables just like anywhere but wow. like not his tables wow i didn't care your yeah. thing is wrong your steak is cooked wrong I'm like do you want to talk to the manager or like or what do you chef, want yeah. the chef i didn't fuck you saw me standing over there not making your fucking salad you know i didn't cook this steak yeah so don't tip me because i brought you a shitty steak I yeah didn't i didn't fucking make it what do you want you want to talk to the guy who made it you want to talk to the manager see what we can work out here you you yeah. i want you to say sorry or something like i didn't yeah, fucking do it yeah I'm saying right. sorry to you okay sorry for you you didn't like it all right let's go on this next story a uh, punk band hosts a concert at Denny's. Fans allegedly cause more than a grand in damages. Grand slam. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the joke they made in the article. I bet. I'm going to skip that. I bet they did, dude. <laughs> Number one. That's, how, that's why they wrote it like that. that There's no way yeah. they didn't use that. Was, they were waiting to. What they actually said is that's the price you pay for aggressive grand slam dancing. Aha. Uh, uh-huh. Boom. Yours was better, I he think. He was all night doing that, too. You know he couldn't wait to get to the right. Like, oh, dude, He's I got this jokes all day. Yeah. Fucking grand slam. <laughs> Can't work moons over my hand. More anyways. than a grand. <laughs> this is going to kill. Anyway, um, a Denny's restaurant in Santa Ana, California, was report- reportedly damaged on Saturday night uh, after the management allowed a hardcore punk band from Long Beach to play a show in the dining room. At De- Denny's, meanwhile, has since confirmed to Fox News that while the management gave permission for the event, they were unaware a concert was planned. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you can miss that. Um, a, the musical group Wacko, whose songs include Human Fertilizer and Four Out of Four Americans Got Me Fucked Up. <laughs> well, no wonder you're playing at a Denny's. <laughs> uh, according to their Bandcamp page, had shared news of the restaurant's condition to Instagram the following day telling followers that the person who arranged the concert was now being charged for damages to the tables and chairs to the fucking and to, to the fucking chandelier. Ah, rip it down. Ah, ah, fuck everybody. Uh, quote, if you broke shit on purpose, you suck, but at least try, at least you and anyone who has a heart for this, what this kid pulled off should donate some money to his ass, the band wrote. No. They're musicians. They're punks. I can't They're not punks. They're like fucking dude. Here's the thing. Fire your fucking manager, dude. Who booked you at Denny's, right. dog? Why would you who do right. that? That's that's saying enough about your band right there is that you booked a Denny's because that is the only place that could book you and you somehow confuse them into booking you. Also, how do you who didn't know? How do you go to Denny's and be like, "Yo, we want to play a punk rock show in here?" I'm not sure if you've ever been to a Denny's, but 
very low key kind of like people, just yeah. kind of people and tables and like breakfast and food, like a fucking Denny's. Yeah, like a Denny's. Not <laughs> like a and punk rock show. Not they a don't legend. even serve alcohol. That's where you go when you're drunk. Right. After you're drunk, you go there. <laughs> You're like, yo, we're about to party it up at Denny's. Everybody was drinking fucking coffee. It's, got jacked it's, up. And- it's that legendary punk Denny's that hosted all the ga- all the best punk bands. <laughs> you fucking got somebody jacked up on fucking Mountain Dew and coffee in here drinking too much Cool Whip and coffee. Fucking anyway, ripped uh, down the chandelier. I caught a couple of minutes of the, the band's music. It's not bad. No? No. I mean, but uh, I think the manager should have... Uh, not booked at Denny's. Denny's. Well, there goes the video. So we'll start that back up again. Going down, down. Yeah. Well, we knew it was going to happen. What? I didn't ask for that. I asked for a minicam. This software. Right. Well, shout out to Denny's. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get, you know, there's a Denny's right around here. Maybe we can get some gigs in there. Maybe. Do some hip-hop shows at Denny's. Punk bands. I got to do hip-hop. Uh, what is it? The... Hip hop pancakes or something, hip hop flapjacks or I don't know. Oh, that would be IHOP. Yeah, It'd you don't want to be like, more IHOP than anything. You want to be Denny's man. I hip hop. The I hip hop show at IHOP. Is that a? Is that up on the screen for you? Can you see that? Yeah, it's back. There. Okay. All right. Now I'm gonna stare at it the whole time. I'm look at myself. Okay. Yeah, you're not the only one who does that during shows. Okay, uh, let's get into this weird-ass story. Uh, Utah man was in a freezer for 10 years before discovery. Left a notarized letter behind. Police oh, did it on purpose? Yeah, a man whose body was discovered in a freezer inside a Utah apartment last month is believed to have been dead for a decade and left a note behind stating his wife didn't kill him, according to officials. <laughs> Authorities were conducting a welfare check on November 22nd when they found 75-year-old uh, Janine... Sarone Mathers dead inside her apartment of natural causes in the town of Tuel, about 35 miles southwest of Salt Lake City. When police conducted a further search of the apartment, they discovered the body of 69-year-old Paul Edwards Matthews in a freezer. In addition to the body, investigators found a notarized letter signed by Paul Mathers stating that his wife did not kill him. I was about to say, how do you know it was from him? Notarized is official. Who notarized that fucking letter? Let me read more. Yeah. (laughs) Quote, it was notarized on December 2nd, 2008. Uh, 2L Police Sergeant uh, Jeremy Hansen told Fox 13, we believe he had a terminal illness. Police believe that Sauron Mathers, 75, left her husband dead in the freezer sometime between February, February 4th, 2009 and March 8th, 2009. Mathers was last seen alive on February 4th, 2009, at an appointment at a Veterans Affairs Hospital. Uh, The person who notarized the letter in 2008 has been interviewed by police as part of the investigation. I should hope so. Uh, Quote, she told the detective that she didn't read the note, she just stamped it and signed it. Not my job to read it. Yeah, what is your job as a notary public? I'm I'm curious. Is it just a stamp and sign? This is notarized. Yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah, I left my dead husband in the freezer. My wife didn't do it. Officially now. (laughs) He was alive when he got it notarized. You could have stopped that. (laughs) I guess he didn't want it, though. Why would you? Yeah. Uh, Authorities are investigating why the woman kept the body and whether she wanted to keep collecting his Social Security and Veterans Affairs checks. The Deseret News reported. Well, police told Fox 13 they believe Soron Mathers received at least 177000 in government benefits over the 10-year period. Yeah, Detectives who have not ruled out homicide are also investigating whether the woman had any help putting the body in the freezer, which is in a utility room. The woman used a wheelchair and did not need one in early 2009, but did not need one in 2009 when her husband died, police said. Hansen said that the Mathers was not a large man. So, uh, yeah, this is weird, huh? No, they made it makes sense now that you explained well, it. Because do you think it, she like, got you, the benefits? Well, do you, yeah. Do you think that that's that's the conversation you want to have your, have with your wife? Is like, look, I'm going to die soon. We need to write up a letter that says you didn't kill me, and you that way you can just stash me in the freezer or something like that, and still keep collecting the checks. Right. I love you, and I think that you deserve that. And I mean, I can totally see an old couple who love each other doing something like that. Yeah, and he was a veteran. Mm-hmm. Also, it's sad because he's not the veteran thing, dude. He was taking care of. He took care of his shit. Also, maybe he saw frighteners. 
It was like, yo, freeze me in this motherfucker and keep getting these benefits. And if 10 years, they could bring my ass back and save me. Was that the Michael Keaton one, Frighteners? I don't know. I know Michael J. Fox was in it. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah it was in it. What did I say? Michael Keaton? Yeah. yeah. I know Michael J. Fox was, think, was in it. I, I was thinking of Alex P. Keaton. Who, they it. wrote it. But yeah, going in the freezer and then like they can bring you back at some point. or cry, <sighs> cryogenically, cryogenically yeah. frozen or something. Nightmarish. But Nightmarish. yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see though, like, I mean, if you know you're going to die and you see he was 70 something yeah, also. Yeah. I mean, in order to take care of your wife, and that's what she said, 170, and better, and she's dead now, too, so it's not, like, technically, like... It's still fraud, but you can't pros- prosecute anyone because they're dead. Right, that's what I'm saying, but so I mean... They it, got away it, with it. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it is fraud, but it is money that comes that's not coming. Like, they didn't specifically fraud a person. You, they fraud, you pay your like, taxes, don't you? Everybody. You but pay your taxes? Why, but that's everybody's money. Oh, so that's okay. But it's not like it's you everybody's money. one person. I mean, it would be more fucked up. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it would be more fucked up if you were just like, Jerry kept giving me money because he thought you were alive. And then <laughs> fucking Jerry spent all his money fucking t- telling me you were going to chemotherapy. You've been fucking frozen in the freezer for the last 10 years. <laughs> been paying for your chemo. Like, what the fuck is that going but not one hundred percent, not okay. But I mean, I could understand, and that's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. somebody who served the country, you know what I mean. I give I give him more of a pass because of that. If they, if he needed to do that because his benefits or whatever, your people are lucky you're dead. But that's why. But they served in like if he was seventy six, dude, he went to like real wars. Like we have yeah. real wars here. Like people well, go to combat, but not like like World not War like II Korea, Korea and yeah. Vietnam and shit like that. Like those motherfuckers earned that shit. He earned his. He earned his work. Yeah. If you went to, if he yeah, was he in was prob- one of those. he was probably in Vietnam. Yeah. Right, that's Korea, you yeah. earned. You earned your. If you made it out of there, you earned that to me. But I get it is wrong one hundred percent. Absolutely. But, but they're dead, so yeah. What can we do? That's all I was to say. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. You, you I mean it's too late. You should have fucking found his ass five years ago. All right, let's go on to this next story. A uh, twelve-year-old boy in Australia managed to escape from raging wildfire along with his dog, after dra- uh, driving his brother's pickup to safety, according to police. Lucas Sturrock. Uh, was alone at home on Sunday. <laughs> and he had to fight off two <laughs> two robbers who were trying to steal from his house and other houses on the block. Oh, just like <laughs> two perfect, <laughs> no, dude. No, perfect. No, I'm reading this I'm reading this wrong webpage. Um Yeah, he uh he was alone home alone on Saturday Sunday after his father and brother had gone out on, uh, to fight the fast moving fire as it approached the town of Mogumber, located about 80 miles northwest of Perth. Uh, Sturrock had planned had a planned rendezvous point with his father, but was unable to make it due to the approaching blaze. And that's when he took the family dog, hopped in his brother's pickup truck, and drove away. <sighs> According to Dalwal Inu Police. Sounds like a nice town. Yeah. An officer, <laughs> except it's on fire. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, an officer found Sturrock and the dog safe, dog safe in the truck along the road, police tweeted. It was great he had the driving skills to get out of there, Police Sergeant Michael Daly found, uh, told the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. It is fantastic. We found him and got him out of danger. That's a direct quote. A uh, photo released by police shows that Lucas sitting... Say, what? That was good. <laughs> that was really good. A photo released uh, by police shows Lucas sa- sa- uh, sitting safely in the car of the police officer after he was rescued. Uh, Ivan Sturrock, Lucas's father, said his son had learned to drive when he was seven, according to Reuters. Uh, we taught him to drive since he was about seven, just in case things like this do happen. And I'm quite proud of him. He did exactly what I told him to do. Way to go, kid. Shout out to being an Australian, just doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Well, hey, it's still the outback. Bro. That's what I was about to say. Like, that's yeah. the Wild West. Like, hey, I taught my son how to drive. And you're like, why? You're like, just in case there's a fire. Because <laughs> this shit happens. A dingo know? could steal your baby in real life. <laughs> it's the outback. That's what I mean. And that is, yeah, if you've ever seen, like, some of the animals from Australia are, like, the terrifying. Their spiders are huge. Oh, my God, they're so dangerous. Snakes are, like, every snake is poisonous. Mm -hmm. It's, like, fucking ridiculous. There's sharks in the water. The only continent more scary than Australia is Africa. (laughs) They just have more stuff. That's why. But, yeah, that is 100%, like, the most terrifying place you probably could go. Absolutamente. Let's shout and, out to Australians teaching their kids how to drive. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, they're country people. You know, that's that's what it's like when you're country people. It's like you're, you teach your teach your boy to 
uh, drive on the farm use truck. Right. Know? I was going to say, yeah, if you do have a land and property and stuff like, like, if you don't live in the city, I guess it would be. I bet people in Utah. Mm. In like Wyoming and shit, like their kids probably know. Absolutely. Nebraska, they like I yeah. can drive a tractor since I've been five. I mean. Yeah, he killed the first deer at seven. Yeah, I used yeah. to plow yeah. the fields in a John mm. Deere bigger than your house. I can drive a truck. You're like, what? Yeah. Drive a tractor? <laughs> uh, let's go on to a little heartwarming thing. Uh, we're well, we're getting close to the we got ten minutes left in the show, and I just want to. It's the last show of the year, and I, I, you know, I like the positive stories, especially mm-hmm. around this time of year. I'm gonna ruin it. Um, and you know, I, of course you will find something bad about it. And, um, it's always interesting because, you know, I give people in like Portland a hard time, Seattle a hard, hard time. Cause you know, the, your cities are going literally to shit. And so, um, I give the, you put the, it nicely, yeah. a heartwarming a story, but I mean, it's, it's going to get better. Yeah. It'll get better. <laughs> this is going to be very heartwarming. It's going to warm me right down to the cockles. So, um, yeah, uh, they're not all crazy liberals. They're all there's some good people everywhere. Anyway, so a coffee shop owner in Oregon temporarily closed her shop in order to help out a couple of friends in need, friends who happen to run the competing coffee stand up the road. Pixie Adams, who's kind of cute by the way, uh, who runs Moonlight Coffee House in Oak Grove, shuttered her shop on Wednesday and redirected her traffic to the local coffee company about a mile away. After learning that Dave McAdams, the co-owner of the local coffee company, has been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Adams also worked at the local coffee company on Wednesday so that Dave McAdams' wife, Tina, who co-owns the shop with them, could spend more time with her husband uh, at his side. Quote, if you don't know, Dave McAdams has spent years working to support local Oak Grove and Milwaukee uh, communities through volunteer work, nonprofit work, sports coaching, and sadly is now in hospice care as he bravely faces a terminal cancer diagnosis, the Moonlight Coffee Company announced on Instagram. And it means their family needs our help. The message went on to confirm that every dollar earned or any tips or donations offered would go straight to Dave and Tina. So come by drink, share the event, donate, and show Dave and Tina what community love is all about. Adams told uh, Yahoo Lifestyle that she and uh, the McAdamses have been good friends for years, often visiting each other's location and sometimes sharing advice. They are wonderful people, Adams said in a Facebook post shared last week. They happen to literally live next door to my coffee shop, and we've gotten to be good friends. She told the outlet that she wanted to give back to the community because she herself had survived breast cancer shortly before opening Moonlight Coffee House in 2017. I thought about what my cancer journey had been like and how hard it was to struggle and balance treatment and time with families, with family and business. I told Tina, I want to do this for you so you can spend whatever time Dave has left at home with him. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is an incredible opportunity to support them, to support them, Adams told Fox News, adding that fundraiser was a huge success. I am so grateful to my community for their never-ending love and support, and they've allowed me to make Moonlight uh, the heart of my community with kindness. Like this, and it's something special. In addition to the money earned during the Moonlight Coffee House takeover of the local coffee company, another friend created a GoFundMe page to help Dave and deal, uh, Tina deal with their medical bills, and it's already sailing past its fifteen thousand dollar goal. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand dollar goal. Nice. Absolutely. That's good, man. People out there. Absolutely. Giving. And uh, that's great. That's great. The people like they don't look at each other. I've heard about I've heard this about the Pacific Northwest that businesses, business owners, they don't look at each other so cutthroatly like they do in, in the East. Business owners in the East are very cutthroat. They are very Wolf of Wall Street. You know, they're very. Uh, well, it's a lot of corporations yeah. out here too. Where I feel like that's it's funny because I was about to make that joke before I even knew the story, which I was like, oh, a bunch of coffee shops like fighting over there in the Seattle and yeah. in Oregon, a bunch of fucking coffee shops out there playing fucking Nirvana cover bands and their fucking acoustic sets out of there in the rain, yeah. being all fucking sad. But to bring it back to a positive, <laughs> no, it's a that positive is, story, bro. I mean, it, it sucks though because. The terminal cancer part means, yeah. like, no matter how much money you raise, like, there somebody's is going to die at some point based off of this cancer. But it is super positive to see, like, they're letting people using their business to help another business, a competing business, a competing, yeah. right? To to do something like, hey, you can take some time off too, and 
And maybe that's their plan. Like, ha, yeah. now I'm going to shut you out. But I'll like bring well, a negativity into it. Or but, it could just be, it's like, well, you guys, your business is probably going under anyway once he I'm dies. I'm just saying so. it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's the whole, the thing I was just thinking was having a competing coffee, like, like I'm not a coffee drinker, so maybe I don't understand. I've drank coffee before, but like, depending on if you put milk or sugar in it, pretty much tastes the same to yeah, me. Like. Crap. So yeah, so like I'm like, what do you like? Unless you have different beans or so, like you, you're just selling cups of coffee. I'm so. sorry, it still still tastes like dirt. Right? You yeah. Could, all right, you could tell me scotch tastes good, or I could you could say like this yeah. is an old scotch. This tastes good. It's like sorry, scotch does not taste good. No, it's yeah. you're never going to convince me how how expensive it is. It's never going to taste good. No. Same thing with coffee. It's still going to taste like dirt water. No, yeah. If you need to drink something after you drink it, <laughs> was it called a chaser? If you need a chaser, <laughs> or a shitload of whipped cream to get it down, or that's what I mean, milk and water, and then you're gonna be like, or milk and sugar, lots of milk, lots of sugar. You're like, so it's just pretty much, yeah. You know, like you don't want the. Th- it's like caffeine, I guess. But that's why I don't. Well, I don't know like, what the difference is between it. Where you're like, well, I would go to this coffee shop instead of this one. Coffee is like a potato. It only tastes good once you add a whole bunch of other shit that isn't potato, right? To it, or coffee to it. Anyway. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you if you had to eat potatoes plain, you could. I don't think I would like to just drink coffee plain. But uh, that's what I mean. That would be that would be horrible. But yeah, I don't. So I don't get the difference. I guess maybe pastries and like other things or the environment around like where it is would be cool. But you're competing, selling coffee like that's the fucking same thing, dude. I don't. Yeah, I got different beans, but it's super cool to see you know a community help you know somebody else. Absolutely. So that's positive, and and not just for Christmas time either, for like a real actual yeah. cause. Yeah, and, I mean it just happened to be around Christmas. Yeah, so that's cool. Let's get into our last story, another feel good, feel good story. Make it feel good before yeah. you go. Uh, girl from our friends over in the UK. Girl, seven years old, who learned CPR from YouTube videos, saved mom with emergency procedure. Nice. Seven-year-old British girl is credited, credited with saving her mother's life with CPR after learning how to perform the emergency, emergency procedure by watching videos on YouTube. Damn. Can you imagine your mother? Okay, hold on. Let me tell you what heck's happened. Hold on. All right. <laughs> Early one morning, November morning, Jessica Kinder uh, was home feeling sick and watching the holiday movie The Grinch when her mother, Becky Green, 32... That's uh, a good Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the original, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Becky Green, 32, suddenly collapsed and began having a seizure. The young girl was quick to act, using her mother's phone to call emergency officials and quickly began CPR. Uh, this is a quote from the mother. I put, on a Christmas film. I put on a Christmas film to make Jessica feel better, and the last thing I remember was putting a cup of tea down for her. Then I passed out. I can't do it. Good. That, was, I'm, that, I'm, was, that was all right. I'm uh, on you're point two for with two. the Australian. I'm yeah, saying two okay. for two. I'll give you two for two today. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah this is what Green recalled to the Southwest News Service. Um, a British news agency. When I woke up, the paramedics were here, and my little girl was hysterical. All right, now here's the thing. Could you imagine if you're sitting there, your mom, you're seven years old, all right? Your mom just starts having a seizure on the floor, and you're like, oh, my God, how do I do CPR? And you go to YouTube, and you type in, you how to CPR, and then it pops up, Mike Bloomberg. (laughs) He he, he brought 9-11. He brought a... He brought skip New York. ads, skip, skip. <laughs> you fuck. gotta wait. It's like skip the ads. Do you does did it say though she looked it up on YouTube at the time or she had already looked it up? Uh, it, it seems like she had seen it before. She likes watching videos, and I had no idea uh, she took things in quite well. But I had no idea she had watched a video about CPR. We thought she was retarded the whole time. <laughs> watching videos she about CPR, video. she saved my life. The, the my little girl straddled me to do CPR because she thought I was dying. She knew I. She knew she had to put her weight on me from the YouTube videos, all her weight on me because of the YouTube videos. She added, if she hadn't known what to do and acted so quickly, who knows what might have happened. Greena said she's planning something extra special for her daughter this Christmas as a big thank you. I'm so proud of her. I can't believe how heroically she acted, she said. It must have been so stressful for her to see me like that, but she stepped up and tried to save me. For a seven-year-old to do that is incredible. She's my hero. Yeah, I bet she saved your Absolutely. fucking life. <laughs> but do you imagine that girl like holding it over her head? 
Yeah, I yeah, imagine when she's a teenager. In ten years, she's gonna be like, "I never should have done CPR on you." She's like, "I brought you into this world. I can take you <laughs> out of it." He's like, "I brought you back to this world." Exactly. I can take you out of it, mom. Her teens are gonna be a very interesting time for her and her mother. Yeah, I brought you into this world. I could have left you out of this world. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow. Anyway, well, very this, cool though. Yeah, this I has mean, been Shock Monkey Radio. Um, are we done? We're, we're good. Yeah, it's seven, bro. Oh, it is. Yeah, this yeah. clock is different. Oh, it's wrong. Just by one minute. One minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, um, sorry to the British. You know, shout out to that girl yeah, who sorry, saved people. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry for making fun of England. Sorry, making fun of uh, gay people, elves, reindeer, um, anything we Will made fun Ferrell, of this year. Um, uh, Bruce Willis. For who else, more, who else could we possibly go? For more for? information, refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, be sure to check us, check me out on YouTube. Search for the Madman Lowercase. That's three words, the Madman in Lowercase. Or you can just search Shock Monkey Radio. That's also three words. I also have books available on Amazon.com for uh, digital download. Search for the author Scott L. Robbins with two, P- two T's and two B's. Uh, and please, please, please become a patron. Go to Patreon.com slash Shock Monkey Radio. Help us out so we can get software that doesn't crash every uh, 40 minutes or so. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we won't see you until t- 2020, the year of Trump. January 7th. Yeah, and so, um, Merry Christmas. I'm the madman, and I love you. Merry Christmas, and a happy new year. Now, let me do this music thingy. Do you got some? Yeah, I got some music. Bye. Bye. <laughs>